Off the Ball, with thanks to Ford. Introducing the newest member of our team, the mighty new Ford C-Max. Ford, driving expectations even further. I'm just here so I won't get fined. Gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! It's got to be... One of the dumbest calls offensively in Super Bowl history. Are you kidding me? Hard hit into right. Back at the wall. Tie game. Big puppy. The grand slam. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! This is almost, uh, almost always my most enjoyable slot of the week. I just kick back. Hello, Donny Manny of Balls.ie now, sadly. Once off the ball, now just off the ball contributor. But you carry us in your heart. Happy to be here back, Joe. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing okay on this autumn evening. Is it an autumn evening? It really feels like... Yeah, but it, technically it's summer. I mean, we're no, it's September in, 1st. Oh. I always, I always kind of feel like September in Ireland is actually one of the... It, it could well be the nicest month for weather consistently over time we just get this nice kind of calm this lovely sunshine yeah it, I don't remember going back to school ever in bad weather no good, t- good times but it, look tonight is it feels chilly uh, you can feel winter rolling in mm-hmm. a little bit a little bit somber quite quite <laughs> like the, no one it's not somber we're happy well I'm just coming you're here in the studio I'm yeah. coming in from the world I'm telling you what's happening out Outside. there okay right no, no, no. this is my this is like my private world but I'm also trying to set the tone for this next piece of radio that we're about to do okay because Joe we're talking about an American tragedy tonight uh-huh the decline of Robert Griffin the third the savior of the Washington Redskins yeah and Legitimately, one of the gr- one of the most exciting talents in I would say NFL history when he came into the league in 2012, but it's just gone so wrong so fast, and it's just sad to see. It's really it's in the last as we as we build now to the uh, beginning of the NFL season. We're about eight days, nine days away. Yeah. Um, the big story in America right now is what the hell has happened to Robert Griffin III quarterback, now the backup quarterback of the Washington Redskins. He's a huge name in the NFL. He's a huge deal. He's one of the biggest names. So as you said, the Washington Redskins bend over backwards to get this guy in in 2012 and he has a dream season. They reach the playoffs. This is all really good. Yep. Doesn't have a great season then the following year. New, co- new coach comes in, Jay Gruden. That's right. In 2014. Uh, Jay doesn't really like Robert Griffin III. Now when you're a coach, you're linked in so much with your quarterback. The quarterback is the most important guy on your on your team, right? Yeah. You you live and die by your quarterback. And if you're the coach, you want some say in who your quarterback is. Mm-hmm. Mike Shanahan, the previous coach of the Redskins, he loved RG three. He went. He traded three first round draft picks to get him. Yeah. But it all went wrong. Jay Gruden, new guy, comes in, and he's never seen he's never seemed happy at all mm-hmm. with this guy Griffin. A problem, though, is that Dan Snyder, the owner, very much likes Robert Griffin III, and so we have an impasse, and then just a really strange thing happening over the last week or so. We've got Dan Steinberg of the Washington Post on the line. Dan, you're there? I'm here. So you kind of heard us setting the scene there. So uh, coach comes in, doesn't like Robert Griffin III, Jay Gruden. Just tell us what's been happening over the last uh, week or two. Yeah, I think that actually when you talk about Mike Shanahan being the guy 
who drafted Robert Griffin III and who traded a huge amount of resources to get him. I think that the story really starts there because the player, the quarterback, and the coach started not agreeing about what they should be doing after their first season together. Griffin wanted to play more like a traditional dropback quarterback, uh, at least according to Shanahan. And Shanahan wanted him to do the things that he had been doing successfully in his rookie season, which involved more of a college-style offense that was kind of um, jazzed up for the NFL. And those two guys never really got on the same page in their last season together. In 2013, it was just a disaster. So then they brought in Gruden. And I think where this gets tricky is that Gruden's mandate, at least that we were told, was to fix Robert Griffin III, to make him work again, to make him the player that they gave up so many resources for. And so it can't really be as simple of a matter as saying, oh, I don't like this guy, or this guy doesn't work for my offense. He was hired to make it work. He was hired to work with Robert Griffin III and to turn him into a professional quarterback. Mm-hmm. And so last year, uh, the whole effort got short-circuited in the second week when Griffin broke his ankle. He came back, didn't play very well, got benched, came back into the lineup after an injury to the starter, who was then Colt McCoy. And going into the offseason, they said, we're going to have a competition next year to see who the best quarterback was. Now, that seems strange because Gruden was brought here to fix Griffin. Then a couple months later, they said, no, Griffin's going to be the quarterback. And now, uh, five months later, six months later after that, they've thrown everything up in the air again and said that it's going to be Cousins. And you have to assume that that means that it's the end of Griffin here in D.C. So uh, it's been lots of fits and starts and twists and turns. And it's ending with the Redskins having paid a massive sum for a guy that they seem to be just about done with after only four years. Tell us what happened in this preseason game against Detroit. Like, essentially, the accusation being leveled at the coach, Jay Gruden, is that he was trying to get Robert Griffin, his own quarterback, injured. He just left him totally exposed. Tell, tell us about the game. It's amazing. that I mean, it's amazing to me that this is a story um, over there. But, yeah, I, you know, it's, it's kind of confusing looking back at it because at the time, at least the public message was Griffin is the unquestioned starting quarterback of this team. And so in that sense, the fact that he was getting better during this preseason game against the Lions, it seemed, I guess, curious because you'd think they would have wanted to protect his health. This is a preseason game that doesn't count for anything. Um, But at the same time, they had four out of their five starting offensive linemen playing in that game. Um, Detroit was missing some starters. Detroit is not um, the most feared defense in the league, uh, not after some of the offseason moves. And so I think that the more realistic accusation against Gruden, not that he was trying to get Griffin hurt. I think if you're, if you're looking for a conspiracy, it wasn't that he was trying to get the guy hurt. It was that he was trying to prove to the people that he needed to prove it to, that this guy was not ready to take the leap this year, that he couldn't operate the offense the way it needed to be operated. Um, if you say that he was trying to do that, I guess you could also say that a side effect of that was that he was unable to protect himself in the pocket and that he wound up getting hurt. Although even that is confusing because Griffin won't confirm that he had a concussion and he won't say what play he was injured on. And Gruden can't say what play he was injured on. And a neurologist cleared Griffin to play last Thursday before unclearing him on Friday. And so there's probably a lot that we don't know here still. Uh, Dan, you talk about a lot of confusion there. Uh, how, you know, a week out from the season, how are Redskins fans taking all of this uh, uncertainty and chaos? I mean, there is a track record here uh, going back, what, maybe 10, 15 years of just chaos in the organization. 
Yeah, th- I think that's right. Since I mean, even since before the owner Dan Snyder bought the team in 1999, it's been about 20 years of one bad news story after another. I think the interesting thing right now is, and we'll have to see how it sorts out, but over the last few months and even years, uh, Redskins fans were kind of going at each other and tearing each other apart because there were some who felt more loyal to Griffin and there were some who were kind of Griffin skeptics or Griffin doubters. And it was kind of like a constant loyalty test who, who, which side you were on. And that probably wasn't really healthy for anyone, certainly not for the organization. So how are people taking it? I think that uh, there's some people who are relieved and who think that maybe this will allow um, the organization to move beyond what had become a pretty divisive issue. I think there are some who are really disappointed and feel like the organization ruined the most exciting player that they've had in 20 years. Um, I think there's some who feel like it was a mistake because Kirk Cousins, the new starter, can't play. And I think there's some who are at least optimistic that now maybe there's a quarterback and a coach that can get along and we can at least see if there's a chance to make progress. Okay, so that's a real mess a few days out from the new season. One other thing, um, Dan, while you're on the line, whenever the Redskins are talked about, certainly over here, it's often around the name and the pressure to change the name um, in this day and age. Where is that movement? Is that likely to happen anytime soon? Is there still huge resistance from the owner, Dan Snyder? Yeah, definitely huge resistance. And, you know, the issue kind of comes and goes yeah. um, as, a, as a big uh, on the forefront. I guess it hasn't, it's been a little bit quieter recently. I don't know if for any particular reason other than it couldn't have kept quite the uh, momentum that it had maybe a year or two ago. But certainly there are huge numbers of people here who don't like the name um, locally and nationally. I, I would say a big majority of Redskins fans would like to keep the name, but there's a minority, probably a growing minority, that, that if nothing else, are tired of the attention and would rather see that go away. And where it's really going to um, come into play is the team is already starting the process of looking for a new stadium. And there are a bunch of different municipalities at play, and some of the municipalities, that would be an issue, whether they change the name based on how much you know public financing or tax breaks or whatever they might get, the, the name is going to come into play probably then. Mm. Uh, Dan, one final question. Do you expect uh, RG3 to ever play another game uh, in a Redskins jersey? It's a great question. I, my my hunch, and I don't have anything, just observing the situation, that it would make the most sense for both sides if they could find a, a way to part peacefully and let Griffin get a different chance somewhere else um, and let the organization kind of be free of the distraction of having such a huge name sitting on the bench. But I don't know if if they don't find a way to move on from him, and if Kirk Cousins doesn't play well or gets injured, there's certainly going to be questions like, "Hey, you've got this guy sitting on the bench. Are you going to give it another try?" And I don't know the answer to that. I know that I know that if he is on the team, he will continue to attract headlines, and I think that might be something that they'd like to avoid. Okay. Well, we'll watch it play out, Dan. We might speak to you some stage in the future. Thanks a million. Sounds good. Cheers. Dan Steinberg there of the Washington Post filling us in. So Redskins not in a good place ahead of the new season. No, but more importantly, what, what I would rec- recommend all people to do yeah. is to Google RG3 2012 highlights and just watch this man run. He is the most exciting, incredible footballer. Like He was a quarterback who could run and also throw. He was like a video game kind of creation. I've okay. never seen anyone like it before. 
And the problem was he had no fear and he just ran right into these uh, linebackers and stuff. Yeah. And the thing that made him great also made him left him totally exposed to all kinds of injuries. And eventually um, they kind of caught up with him. There's all kinds of issues in the background with management that's just kind of annoying and kind of confusing from here. Okay. But like go back 2012, I remember Thanksgiving night against the Cowboys. He just smoked him. It was amazing to watch. A new season starts next week. We'll preview that, I guess, next week. Hey, if you want to talk about it. I've got a million fantasy football drafts going on right now. I have a big one at 10.15. I am knee-deep in fantasy football <laughs> admin. I'm just waiting for the season to begin so I don't have to deal with it anymore. Uh-huh. It's a, it's, it's, remember, let's go back to the Super Bowl, February 1st, 2015, like seven months ago. Mm-hmm. We, we haven't played a game yet. Bring it on. I'm ready. <laughs> Donnie, we'll talk to you next week. All right, Joe. Off the Ball, with thanks to Ford. Introducing the newest member of our team, the mighty new Ford C-Max. Ford, driving expectations even further.